In episode 455 with Erin and Dusty Stanzik, we are diving deep into how to eat a healthy plant-based diet, how to move, how to have healthy plant-based pregnancies, the importance of rest and mental health. We chat about supplements and so much more. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, Open Wide and Comparisonitis. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? Hey, beautiful, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited about this episode because I love this couple. I think of them as my friends. Well, we're virtual friends. And as you will hear, I discovered them on YouTube, but I will save that story for when we dive in. And for those of you that have never heard of Erin and Dusty, they are certified health and lifestyle coaches and creators of the lifestyle brand and website, eatmoverest.com. Together with their two children, Max and Liv, and their dog, Bo, they inspire and empower others to get back to the basics and to do the three things that we all do every single day and to do these three things better. And that is to eat better, to move better, and to rest more. And in their free time, they enjoy photography and videography, traveling and hosting their local dinner gatherings, doing demos and workshops. And they also host incredible plant-based wellness retreats around the world. They have just gotten back from one in Costa Rica. And for everything that we mentioned in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes and that's over at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 454. Now let's dive in. Erin and Dusty, I am so excited to have you here on the show. But before we dive in, can you please tell us what you guys had for breakfast this morning? Oh, man. (laughs) The uh, breakfast is pretty much always the same. We start with a big green smoothie loaded with fruits, veggies, all kinds of nuts and seeds and superfoods. Yeah, it's our our go-to green smoothie. We can't go without it. In fact, we did go without it for about a month being in Costa Rica for our retreats. And so coming home last week, we were like, we got to get back on that green smoothie. And it's <laughs> it's a game changer for sure. So big giant green smoothies this morning. We've converted a lot of coffee drinkers over to it even because it tastes good and it gives you energy. Totally. <laughs> Can you give us a little sneak peek as to what is inside? Yeah. Um, yes. So we always start with like chia and flax for healthy fats. We throw in a Brazil nut for selenium since yeah. we're plant-based. It's a great plant-based source. We always have some type of leafy greens in there. Usually kale is our favorite. Yeah. And it looks and sounds like it's all yard work, but it tastes amazing we put plenty of fruit so Mm -hmm. bananas mangoes occasionally we'll throw some pineapple in there the kids even drink it so we know it must not taste that bad yeah Mm, mm, yum 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 well i have seen you guys make this smoothie on your youtube and on your instagram and it's very similar to the one that we have each morning so i can guess that it's going to be delicious that's for sure yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes, for sure. Yes, it definitely has a lot of people fooled. A lot of people are not fans of the green color, but right. it tastes amazing. So. 
<laughs> now, I first discovered you guys when I was on YouTube searching for introducing solids to vegan babies. That is yeah. how okay. that's how I discovered you guys because I have an almost 1-year-old at the time of recording this yeah. and she's plant-based and so I was trying to get some ideas on how to introduce solids to babies and and what sure. to do. And I came across your video that you did with Max your first. Yeah. And First of all, I want to say thank you for that because it was really, really helpful. And after I watched that video, I actually became obsessed with you guys. I'm not even joking. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. I think the message you sent me on Instagram was like, hey, I'm obsessed with you guys. And I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? I'm like, who's, who's this person with all these followers? And like, is this a joke? And Aaron is like, no, yeah, I heard from her too. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went down the. Erin and Dusty rabbit hole. And I watched so many of your YouTube videos, so many. And to be honest, I have got so many tips and tricks and recipe ideas from you guys. So thank you. And not only that, like you guys are just so beautiful to watch. You truly are with your two kids. It's so beautiful. And our babies are only a few months apart, which is also really, really special. But I talk about you guys to my husband as like my, I'm like my vegan friends. And Nick's yeah. like, Nick's like, who? And I'm like, you know, my vegan couple, my YouTube vegan couple friends. And like, he's like, so you don't funny. even know them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I do. We're friends. We're friends. I know. It's funny because when we, like Dusty was mentioning, we were just in Costa Rica ho hosting retreats and everybody who shows up there gives us a big warm hug. They already yeah. know everything about us. They know our kids' names. They yeah. know our favorite foods. And we're like, whoa, 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 who are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is the this is why we do retreats because we want to meet people. Uh -huh. Because, like you said, everybody knows everything, probably too much about <laughs> us. And so, yeah, that's funny. Well, you, we're friends for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Well, it's so awesome to have you guys here, and I want to share a little bit about you guys. Like, you have this incredible YouTube that is called Eat, Move, Rest, which is what you guys are about, and you're about helping people eat better, move better, and rest more, which I love. But before we dive into that, can you tell us how long you have both been plant-based for and what inspired you to go plant-based? Yeah. Yeah. So it's been probably a little over seven years now yeah. since we've been 100% plant-based, mm -hmm. oil-free, high-carb, low-fat vegans. We mm -hmm. eat a lot of raw foods even throughout the day, especially. We try to get in lots of fruits, lots yeah. of veggies, lots of rainbow salads. So about seven years. Yeah, I would say seven years. I'm probably a little bit behind Erin because I <laughs> she kind of had to like pull me into the, the plant-based thing. But when I saw how it was working for her, it was a no-brainer. So yeah, we can kind of talk a little bit. You want to say why, why you got into it maybe? Yeah, I guess we would have to take it back to college. I think after freshman year where I had kind of derailed completely so I grew up in a household as like a high school athlete, straight A student, all of a sudden got to college and I was kind of like a fish out of water because I didn't have a curfew. I didn't yeah. even know how to boil a pot of water. So I was definitely not taking care of myself. I was just enjoying the freedom, staying out late, partying, eating fast food. That was what I lived on. Yeah. Honestly, my refrigerator in the dorm room had beef jerky and ramen noodles and like yeah. a half gallon of milk and that was it. And... 
it just kind of caught up with me. Like one day I woke up and I thought, okay, I haven't been in sports since high school. And I'm in just a few months time. Now, all of a sudden I look like a totally different person. I feel like a totally different person. And I began to just have this uneasy feeling both mentally and physically. A lot of issues began to crop up and then it's kind of like, okay, is this because of my anxiety or do I have anxiety because I have real health issues and you can't really weed them apart, yep. pick them apart. <laughs> um, but you know, it started with kind of like breathing issues where I would have this heaviness and I would wake up almost every night. It was like almost debilitating, just couldn't get a, a good breath. And I thought that I had some kind of rare lung disease, but <laughs> you know, there were other things going on too: hormonal imbalances, irregular periods, tons of mood swings and acne, indigestion, like the list goes on and on. And then it turned into like numbness, tingling, fatigue. And the brain fog was probably one of the worst things because I was already socially anxious and awkward. So then the brain fog just made it worse. It was just like, I didn't want to be around people. Um, and so that was around the time that I got together with Dusty or we bumped into each other. Right. Um, had, I should say. Yeah. We had known each other in high school. Uh, we're friends in high school. I actually was dating your tennis partner. And so we were friends, but never like, you know, certainly weren't necessarily into each other until we bumped into each other in college. Things were different. I was like, what, who is this girl? What happened to Aaron? And, and wow. And so basically that was like the, the beginning of the, the end for us. And, and we had so much in common. We wanted to do everything together, including like being healthy at this point. I think mm -hmm. you had kind of started to, you mentioned like the whole freshman 15, like everybody gains weight. We were both like a little bit chubbier than we'd ever been. Well, I and think so we also were... I was using alcohol as kind of like my liquid courage because right. I had so much turmoil going on inside that I was like, I'm going to have to drink if I'm going to make friends. I think and we feel bumped into each other at a bar. It was <laughs> yeah, like finals was... after finals. One afternoon, we were all at, uh, at one of the bars. And that's when we bumped into each other. So, mm -hmm. so yes, among all the things we had in common, drinking and going out was definitely <laughs> one of them. And, but we would, you know, we started, as we started dating, we started cooking for ourselves. And Erin, you know, I knew, I could tell that she was an anxious person and mm -hmm. having these breathing issues. And so we were cooking healthier food, right? We did the whole grass-fed beef thing and we were shopping at Trader Joe's right and like mm -hmm. finding organic milk and and cage-free chickens eggs and and all the things and and the cold we still, cut the cold cut subs every single day instead oh, right. of going and getting like you know fried pizzas food or, or whatever, burgers we was, were like oh yeah. we're gonna make we're gonna make our own burgers <laughs> which is like, you know, that's, that's a whole different conversation. Long story short, it wasn't working for us. I had the fitness side was, I will say, you know, we were, we were getting really into cycling. We started fixing up these road bikes and having a whole bunch of fun. We had a whole collection in my tiny apartment garage. Yeah. And yeah, so the fitness part was working, but we were kind of on this like Monday through Friday, let's work really hard. And then Saturday and Sunday, we do the damage and then we try to reverse it and we almost feel normal. But then by Thursday, when we're feeling normal, we repeat the cycle again. <laughs> totally. But it, and it, we did that for long enough that, like Aaron said, 
we're still lifting, you know, running, riding, and and we probably looked good, but we neither of us felt good. Again, Erin had her her issues with anxiety, not feeling well. I was on two different medications for acid reflux in like my early twenties. Erin's mm-hmm. dad is actually a physician, and so he was my point of contact. Hey, doc, what's going on? He's like, take this, you know, and it worked. I could eat whatever I wanted, and I didn't have indigestion. I didn't have reflux until I did again. And we realized at the same time, okay, the fitness isn't working. The drugs aren't, aren't working. We need to do something to actually feel better. Mm -hmm. And that's when we stumbled upon a plant-based diet. Right. Yeah. Because I had at this point gotten a little frustrated because I'm like, I think we're doing the healthy thing by exercising. And I thought we were eating clean, but I, my blood work still wasn't reflecting that. In fact, I had also realized that I had high cholesterol after getting my blood work done and my dad's nurses saying, well, you might want to just go on a, a statin drug. Your, both of your parents are on one. It runs in the family. It's better to just get it under control. And I said, oh, for how long? And they said, well, probably for life. Yeah. And being in my 20s, I, that just didn't sit right. It didn't seem like that would be the only solution for a 20-something. And so, you know, I decided, okay, I need to shift my focus where I'm feeling like a I was literally like a textbook hypochondriac getting on Google, searching all these symptoms, going to get MRIs and CT scans and all kinds of bizarre, you know, tests run on me, everything coming back fine and specialists poo-pooing me and saying it's just anxiety and panic disorder. So I got on Google, which at this point was basically always telling me you're going to die. (laughs) And instead of searching all of my symptoms, I'm like, I'm going to search for solutions. Like, how can we do this holistically? Like there has to be a different route. And, and like Dusty said, it started mm-hmm. showing up and we were like, interesting. What's this about? It's as soon as you like become open-minded, then things just start coming to you without even having to really try that you just start receiving. And my uncle, who's a cardiologist, invited us to a local hospital to hear a speaker talk. Yep. And it happened to be uh, Dr. Esselstyn, who I'm sure most of us in the plant-based world know about. We showed up to plant-based bean sprout quesadillas. <laughs> We're like, who is this 85-year-old, like, super fit, nerdy doctor serving this weird hippie vegan food in the middle of Nebraska? So we're, we're originally from Nebraska. What, what what's going on here? We showed up with an open mind. We listened to a spiel. We ate the bean sprout quesadillas and we left convinced. And we're like, okay, we have to try this. Wow. Because there's usually a couple of reasons why people go plant-based and it's either health and the science. They've looked into the science and they've realized that this is better for their health or it's the environment or it's animals, you know, they're animal activists. So everyone I feel like that I speak to comes at it from one of those three angles. And for you guys, it was definitely that health and the science, which is really, really cool. I'm curious to hear how your parents responded to this shift, because this is something that a lot of people come to me with, they say, you know, I want to get healthy or I want to embark on this healthier lifestyle or meditation or following my dreams or doing something uh, that really lights me up. Yeah, And they get a little bit of pushback from their parents or siblings or family or friends. How did that play out for you guys? I'd love to hear. And what did you do to uh, stay on your path? I would say 
family was a little bit of a different story for us than friends. Yeah. Family, it kind of worked out because they actually know, came my, with us. We to were that first meeting. We, yeah, yeah, we were there together. So they couldn't really argue with the science right. or, you know, these echocardiograms that were showing these vessels just expanding and the heart disease reversing. Right. So we all kind of decided, hey, okay, Lent's coming up. Let's go vegetarian, just vegetarian yeah, for, for 40, 40 days. <laughs> and we all kind of just linked arms and did it. And then yeah. afterwards, we all we all quit. <laughs> and I went back to the drive through. Again, we're from the middle of the US. Nebraska is the beef state, right? So this is, well, this is like middle America beef. We have really good food here. Like, and I, when I mean good, I don't mean healthy. I mean like greasy, <laughs> like good tasting and bad for you food. For, day 41, we're back at the drive through, you know, with, with our burgers and or at least I was mm -hmm. and not before. It's funny though, because those 40 days, I felt pretty good. And, and at day 41, after eating that way, I started to feel like crap again. But being that the family had kind of come with us when we decided again, after just a few weeks, like, okay, we're actually going to keep doing this. You guys, mm -hmm. they were, they, they weren't really surprised. I don't mm -hmm. think they were like, okay, yeah. we just started like, we didn't really go cold Turkey with it after right. that. You know, we just slowly were like, let's just stop making meat at home. We'll just stop bringing it into the home. Right. And that turned into like, well, we don't really need dairy either. Like that. I know is difficult for a lot of people like cheese, but we weren't like that. No, no. But eggs were the kicker. We thought, okay, we don't have any other protein. Yeah. <laughs> we're clinging to the eggs. We're doing the over easy at breakfast, the scrambles at lunch. And just like, again, going back to cholesterol, my blood work, we were all excited, like gung ho about getting our blood work done to check our numbers. And yeah. I was still feeling defeated because we go back and my cholesterol is going up. So I'm like, okay, this is the true test then. I'm going to cut the, the eggs and see if my cholesterol drops. And it was only a matter of a couple months that right. I went into what Dr. Greger in the plant-based world would call the heart attack proof range. So, so I think you, and your dad being a physician and your grand, Aaron's dad, grandpa, uncles, they're all physicians, seeing that they were able to support us and be like, yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's obviously working for you guys. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really get a lot of pushback. I would say our moms too are like our moms do whatever we do. Honestly, they they come on our retreats. They they just want to do what we do because they're like, we don't care. Whatever you guys say, we trust. We're gonna do it. So our moms basically followed suit. Um, my little brother, same thing. Uh, it was so it's that been, all it's happened been, very recently. It seems like the. Right. You know, but we never really got pushback. And I feel really lucky because I think friends did. Yeah. But not like outwardly or overtly. It was more like we were pulling away and they were backing away. Right. <laughs> Before we knew it, we weren't friends anymore. Right. And, you know, we'd show up at tailgates like a year later during football season. <laughs> and then we'd get a little like elbow jab, like, you know, giving us a hard time. So yeah. I think that, I don't know, I just think that we kind of fell apart with a lot of our friends who are still kind of in that party mode. Totally. And I think that happened before the vegan thing, though. I think it happened because we had started, we had already kind of stopped drinking and doing the whole thing. And I do feel for people, though, because now doing what we do, we hear from so many people and they're like, you guys, my relationship, in fact, our friend that just came on the retreat, an older guy, also a physician came up, came to Costa Rica with us. He's going through a divorce. And he said his wife was so like 
hellbent on this not being or supporting his vegan diet that it ruined their marriage. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And, so, And I do think we're blessed to be in the situation we're in to have each other and totally. at least supportive family members, even though they're not 100% right. the same as us, they respect our choice. And I think that comes with time too. Yeah. And, you know, there's a difference between being like a trendy vegan versus like we're doing the edu- we're educating <laughs> ourselves, you know? And I think that over time people have seen that and even some of the friends who stopped talking to us have come full circle <laughs> asking us for that green smoothie recipe when their, you know, blood work hasn't come back great or they have something. And so I just think that if someone is in that position where they're struggling and they're feeling that resistance from loved ones, you just have to kind of stand your ground and know why you're doing it and continue to educate yourself and just lead by example. Absolutely. And stay on your path because whenever we let others pull us off our path, there's going to be resistance that builds within us. So we need to stay on our own path and keep going. And like you said, educate yourself on the science, on the environmental impact and on the impact that it has on the animals. So I know for me, like once I educated myself on all three of those, it allowed me to just feel so deeply committed and on purpose with my decisions because I had all of this knowledge in the background. So if people would say to me, you know, well, why are you doing this? I've got all of this research and these answers behind me. So I want to encourage everybody listening, whether it is following a health path or a work path or a relationship or whatever it is, if it's true for you, stay on that path. Don't look left or right and get swayed by everyone else and what they're saying. Stay on your path and follow that because otherwise resentment will build and you'll end up, you know, exploding like a volcano. Totally. And And this is about like finding your tribe and that's the support, right? Like staying on your path becomes easier when you have a support system. And we really, our families were supportive. I wouldn't say they were necessarily supportive. They just weren't like pushing back. We still didn't have our tribe. And so that's when we turned to social media because we needed to like create Mm -hmm. that tribe. And so like you said, if you can do that, if you can find a group of like-minded individuals, it makes it so much easier to stay on your path. So Which that's again, why. going back to our retreats, there's so many right. women who would come on these retreats, especially by themselves saying, I just couldn't talk my spouse into it. Right. But, you know, we start these text message threads with, you know, all 15 of our retreat members after every retreat and we keep in touch. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Exchange recipes, share photos with each other, all of that. And I think right. that becomes really an invaluable source for people to have that tribe. And then we hear from people a year later who says like, oh, my husband really enjoyed this meal of yours and he's not plant-based. So he's coming around. So it's, that's really exciting to hear that what these people are not afraid to do it themselves and their partners are, you know, loving and supportive enough to let them go their own way. And then they start to come full circle at some point. So it's worth sticking it out. It's a spiritual journey too. Like like you said, it's it's about leading by example and not by force. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And tribe and community is just invaluable. It is so important to have. And this doesn't mean you need 50 friends in your immediate circle. It's just like a couple of really close friends that you can connect with and that you can share with. It is so important. In fact, the science is now out that 
it is so important for your mental health. It is as important as eating, moving, and resting. You know, it is. It's so important having community, having tribe. And I love that you guys are really championing that as well. You know, you're very passionate about bringing people together with your retreats and all of your online work. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we've it's coming fresh off the retreats again. We were in Costa Rica for a month. We did two retreats which we had never done before. We had a little bit of time in between for us as a family to kind of chill out. And we in fact we've already started booking next year's retreats, which is so exciting because it's our favorite thing by far. We were writing a book, which is really exciting. Instagram is really fun. YouTube is 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 a blast. But the retreats are like nothing else because it is, like you said, real life, real people. It's Our phones are on airplane mode for a week. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're sleeping with strangers in shared bunk rooms with spiders mm-hmm. on the ceilings. We're so far out of our comfort zone that we leave with lifelong friends mm-hmm. and, and a tribe that, that changes people's lives more than anything. So, yeah. yeah. Mm, I love that so much. Now, you guys have had two plant-based pregnancies and you're raising two plant-based little babes. So I'm sure you get asked a lot about this and I get asked a lot about it too. People say, is it safe? How are you doing it? So can you talk to us about the preparation that you did for your plant-based pregnancies and birth and now how you raise two healthy thriving plant-based babes. Totally. Mm-hmm. I think we have to give credit to YouTube to, as yeah. the foundation, the starting point, yeah. because like you said, we're like your friends and we feel that way about, you know, a handful of YouTubers too, who I, I know every intricate detail about their lives, like <laughs> Ellen Fisher being a favorite of mine yeah. <laughs> with her plant-based kiddos. She's about to have her fifth. Crazy. And I know that she's very, very rigorous with her research too. She's always got great resources for anything she doesn't have the answers to. So that's kind of where it all started, I would say, was YouTubers like that. And then going like, okay, so where did she get this information? What's that book? And then jotting it down and then finding resources like Plant-Based Juniors, which is a couple of nutritionist mothers with plant-based kiddos. And they're just a wealth of information. So finding resources like that, that's kind of where we started. And, you know, it just came back to like, I just think I doubled down really on the nutrition. Like I just really embraced that green smoothie every morning, even more so, especially when I was having food aversions during first trimester Yeah, where I didn't want that leafy green salad. I was like putting all as, as much nutrition into the smoothies as I could. <laughs> and I was just like, I'm going to nourish this kid one way or another. I don't care what it takes. <laughs> right. I think too, that something that had changed too was like, we, like Aaron mentioned before, we do eat a lot of raw foods, but again, in the winter time where we are, you can't find a lot of fruit. And so it gets hard. And so when you were having your food aversions, noticing that, that you were eating more pastas and breads and like, whatever you felt like you were like, I'm just going to get calories because obviously mm-hmm. being pregnant that, and that was, that's a kind of a freeing thing for people too, because we hear from a lot of women, especially who suffer with, you know, eating disorders and, and things like this. And they're like, Oh, I'm on a vegan diet and still counting calories and restriction, restriction, restriction. And then people, ladies in particular, watching you being pregnant 
seeing like the abundance, like you Mm -hmm. can fully nourish a baby and you can eat all this good food and it doesn't have to be strictly raw or like restricting at all. I think that was like a turning point for us too, because I had more fun, frankly, eating when Erin got pregnant because I'm like, nice, this feels more abundant than ever before. And we've kind of stuck with that now with the kids. It's like Mm -hmm. more food, more good food, like lasagnas and and fun recipes. Yeah. And I feel like I became more in tune with my body and like, you know, what it was really needing and wanting. And then after giving birth, like I was really craving oats like all the time. And I'm like, well, I'm just used to eating like raw foods and all this stuff. And I'm like, let's just go with it. And come to find out that like oats are great for lactation. And I'm like, this is bizarre. Like my body just knows and things like that. So just, you know, getting really in tune and continuing to do the research and yeah, we were super lucky to find a good physician who isn't plant-based, but he's, he's open-minded. And so we get a lot of questions too, from friends and followers that are like, Hey, my doctor doesn't support a vegan diet and I'm trying to get pregnant or I am pregnant. And I left the doctor's office in tears because my, my doctor just bashed my, my diet. And it's like, you know what? Your doctor doesn't necessarily need to know. I feel like a lot of people who are plant-based go in and maybe feel worried or insecure. And so they have to feel like they need validation from their healthcare providers. And I'm like, we have the resources, we have the education, like we said, the people on YouTube, the writers don't necessarily feel obligated. Your doctor isn't going to like if, you, if you're healthy, and you have a healthy baby, he maybe doesn't need to know that you're vegan. And if he is open minded, he should hopefully support that he or she I should say should support that. So that's another thing. Just own it, right? Just own your diet and your lifestyle and and, and have confidence. Absolutely. And most doctors aren't nutritionists or naturopaths or Ayurvedic doctors or dietitians. And maybe some are. And if that is your doctor and they wear all of those hats, then awesome. But most of them have not gone and studied naturopathy or herbalism or Ayurveda or nutrition or dietetics. So be discerning with where you get your information. And You know, I love Ellen Fisher as well. And I've had the plant based juniors on my podcast as well. And I think they are amazing. They're awesome. And like you said, it's really important that we just do the research. And I know for me, I did a lot of research before I got pregnant on how to have a healthy vegan pregnancy and then also how that changes when you're breastfeeding. Because as you know, you need more calories. And now that she is eating, how to nourish her. So the plant-based juniors was an amazing, amazing support. And same with Ellen Fisher. What other websites or books do you recommend for someone who is either wanting to have a plant-based pregnancy or is breastfeeding or wants to raise plant-based kiddos? Alicia Silverstone's book, I'm blanking on the name right now, but that was a really great one. There's also one... I'm blanking on this name too. It was, is it <laughs> Nutritious Vita? But she, has her name changed? Yeah. We, we just put her in a YouTube. VeganKidsNutrition.com yeah, is another great is. resource. Yeah. Um, then there's PCRM.org, which, is, which is the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Yeah. So they've got a lot of great stuff. They've got like a pediatric plant-based quick start guide. It's like a little pamphlet book that's like, 
basically like the Bible, like (laughs) for plant-based kiddos from pregnancy through childhood. So that's really helpful. I think you can find it online. And um, I would say like, as a dad feeding now, mostly Max, Liv is just starting to eat. But like, as a dad, like, obviously, I want to raise this big, tough boy. I flipped through and just last, was it last night or the night before? Forks Over Knives Mm -hmm. for recipes is like the best app, the best cookbook. You can't go wrong. Because again, not only do I want like good, hearty, yummy food, like I want my little boy to like Mm -hmm. sit down and chow down with me. And we made this what was it, Moroccan, like cashew or peanut stew it two nights really ago? Good. And so it's good. so hearty, so many lentils. And I so, like their recipes because they're like food you can gather around. Like, right. Yeah, you find recipes, like Aaron said, that you could throw a party with that Aaron's dad, who who is the farthest thing from being a, a vegan, can he comes and he enjoys our food because we make these epic pastas and these soups and these stews that are hearty and good. And mm-hmm. like I said, grandpa can eat them. Max can eat them. And I just find that Forks Over Knives always delivers with good recipes. So yeah. and not think, necessarily a pregnancy thing, but when it comes to feeding yourself and mm-hmm. kids, that, that's really what it comes down to is good recipes. So, And I think a good thing to always do like, is to not be calorie obsessed, but calorie conscious, but not just about like the calories. Like what else is your food comprised of? The vitamins, the minerals, all of the phytonutrients and a good place to go to like learn all of that or to become familiar with it is chronometer which is an app c-r-o-n-o-m-e-t-e-r and i've used that for max too when we first got started like how do i make sure he's getting enough iron i don't know what has iron or i don't know um, how much and you can you know from time to time i'll do it for myself or for the kids kind of plug in like roughly what they've eaten for the day or what i've eaten for the day just to make sure that we're not, you know, missing anything. There's not any voids anywhere. And if I see something that's like maybe a little low, then be like, oh, well, what was the highest food that contained the most of that? Like, let's try and work in more of those types of foods. So it's really invaluable just to be able to see that right in front of you, make sure you're getting all your bases covered. Absolutely. I have used that app for myself. When I first went plant-based. I did it because I wanted to make sure that I was getting enough protein, enough carbohydrates, enough fat. And so I highly recommend everyone doing that app and tracking so that you know, because then when you know, you'll feel confident within yourself. Yeah. It's so empowering. Totally. And then when your aunt or your dad says (laughs) something about, you're not getting enough protein, you can go, well, actually, and you can show them the app and you can show them that you're probably eating more protein than they are or more fat or more carbohydrates. So I think it's a really amazing resource. And, uh, I have not thought to do that for Bambi, my daughter. I haven't thought to do that for her, but what a great idea. So working out, I mean, what did you do? Did you work out, okay, baby Liv is seven months old. She needs this much iron, this much protein. And then did you, where did you find that information? Like how much do they need? Either, you know, plant-based juniors or nutritionfacts.org. Dr. Michael Greger has a lot of great information as far as like what vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you need, nutrients of importance, and also which ones that might be more beneficial than harmful to supplement. And I think that there are some people who are a little hard-headed about supplementing and think that, you know, oh, well, you know, if you can't get it from your diet, then your diet has holes in it or it's flawed. And that's not necessarily the case. This is just the world we're living in today. You know, we're 
Most of us are sitting inside at desk jobs in the dark all day, so we're not getting our vitamin D. It's going to help you far more to supplement than it is going to hinder you possibly. So things like that and B12, of course. So I think with with Liv, especially the one thing like I am this crazy again, dad, that's like pounding Matt at the table for Max to finish his dinner. And I'm, I know that that's like the wrong way to be. So I'm trying to learn with Liv. Number one, she's a girl. I'm like, I need to soften. I need to be more sweet, especially for her. But Aaron keeps reminding me that under one food is just for fun. And, you know, she's breastfeeding. So if you're not breastfeeding, that may be a little bit different, but at least a healthy breastfed baby until they're about one, you shouldn't necessarily need to worry. Don't lose sleep over what they may or may not be eating. I mean, if she, some days she does actually eat a whole lot. It's surprising how much she eats some days, but if other days she doesn't eat very much, like we try not to lose sleep over it. And I think at that age of like one, is really when you then need to focus more on, okay, should we start supplementing them with, like Aaron said, a B12 or making sure that they're getting this amount of lentils every couple of days for iron and stuff like that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the main thing. She's nine months now. Yep. So we're thinking about that, but we're not fretting about it too much. So yeah. I would say I'm doing things more intuitively this time around, whereas with Max, I was a lot more meticulous. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a lot of tips and tricks from nutritionists and doctors like, okay, pair your iron rich foods with your vitamin C rich foods. So, you know, your beans or whatever, like make a big stew and put some red bell peppers in it for vitamin C or whatever you might, because that'll aid in the optimal iron absorption and the same with vitamin D and calcium and pairing those types of foods together for optimal absorption. So there's little things like that, that just really help me to feel empowered. I'm like, okay, now I can go the next step and continue figuring this out. Yeah. Awesome. We do a squeeze of lemon juice on all of our greens to get that iron absorption and it really helps. So just squeezing lemon juice across all of your veggies will get more iron into you. So I love that. And your recipes are also a really great resource for people too. I know you've mentioned a couple of other places like Forks Over Knives, but your recipes are amazing and drool worthy. And I want to jump through my phone and join you in those acai bowls that you make because they (laughs) (laughs) they look so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have fun. we've had so much fun this last fall we put out our meal planner so we've got like all of our best recipes with grocery list generator you can shop on Amazon fresh like right there from the app and people are loving that in fact you sent mm-hmm. me a screenshot today of someone that like sent us the nicest message like you guys' meal planner has changed our lives and it's cool for us now to be in this position of like sharing our own recipes because like I said I still flip through forks over knives, but it is cool to be able to share the recipes we've come up with mm-hmm. in the last few years. And yeah, we've got a recipe ebook. Currently, we got a major book deal this last fall that we're so excited about. So we're yes. now we probably need to have a side conversation with you. We need to figure out how to write a book, which <laughs> which we are fretting about, but we're super excited about it too. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. Well, we can have a conversation about that. Actually, I'm going to do a podcast on it, on how I write my books and my process because I get asked about it a lot. But feel free. You can ask me absolutely anything. I love it. And I'm excited for your book. I'm truly so excited for it. I cannot wait because I know there's going to be some delicious recipes in there. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, we can't wait. Yes, we're, we're super excited. Too. We've got like so many people that have offered to help us with photography and food styling and all of the things. So we're we're hoping it's going to be a beautiful book that's like half philosophy, half recipes. Hopefully, something you can set out on the on the coffee table and flip through, and it's going to be a dream come true. We're so excited, definitely. Mm. And when is that out? We're sometime next year, twenty twenty three. Yeah. So we yeah. are hoping to get the bulk of it done this summer, and yeah, start going from there and working yep. with our publisher. And we're really excited for that. Yeah, yeah. We don't know yet. Maybe next summer. We'll see. Awesome. Well, I am so excited. And something that we touched on just before was supplements. And I wanted to talk to you guys about supplements because in an ideal world, we would get everything from our food and we wouldn't need to supplement. However, like you mentioned, people are sitting inside in their boxes and not getting vitamin D and the soil is depleted from B12. So talk to me about what supplements you guys take and what you believe would be beneficial for a majority of people without saying too many things, you know, because I know for me, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I don't want to take 16 things. Like what are the essentials? I would say B12 is number one, D3 is number two. And then we both take an algae omega, which is great for heart, mind, brain, brain, brain skin, hair, skin, nails, everything. So that one we have become firm believers in in the past couple of years. A lot of people ask if chia and flax are enough. And while they do have a lot of omega-3s, they're the ALA omegas, which our body has to take and convert into the EPA and DHA, which as we get older, especially, it becomes more difficult. So you're better off taking the EPA and DHA. It's going to do your body more good than harm again. So right. that's why we take those algae omegas. Right. Yeah. I would say those three, honestly, mm-hmm. just... For us and the kids, we really don't take much more than that. We mentioned selenium and other things that you... Those are more like we get... We get from food still. Yeah, a Brazil nut a day will give you more than enough selenium that you need. And so it's not really a supplement because it's just a nut. But that and then the other one that's kind of not really a supplement, but it's great for iodine is sea veggies. So dulse, we use dulse flakes and I'll throw those in our uh, blender and our smoothies. So like selenium and iodine, both we get from whole food sources. They're both very important for your thyroid function, metabolism. So you don't want to be short on those. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. And then what about the kids? Do you give them any supplements? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Max gets the same. Max gets a little B12 dropper. Again, he's three, just over three years old now. So he gets a B12, the same one that we use. He gets a D3, same that we use. He does have a, a little bit different omega, a little mm-hmm. bit different EPA and DHA. Different it's dosage. made for kids. I think they need more, again, with growing growing brains and growing bodies. They need they need more than, than we do as adults. So he does have a kid's version mm-hmm. of that. And I think it's the same. It's just those three that for him. Yep. Otherwise, and then he we gets do have food. nothing for live yet. We started max on those at 12 months. So we'll probably start introducing those to live around the same time. Again, going back to breastfeeding, just being like pretty much giving them what they need up until then. We feel pretty confident in that. Yeah. And we do have some Garden of Life is a really great brand. Like if you feel like, well, you know, I'm just not eating as clean as you guys. I feel like I need a multi. <laughs> like Garden of Life, My Kind Organics is a really great brand. Right. So we do keep a gummy multi on hand for Max. The reason we love them is because they don't use synthetic 
vitamins. They use, they all come from whole foods. If you look at the ingredient list, it says like cherries, flax, kale, (laughs) like it's uh, literally hundreds of fruits and veggies listed. So we keep those on hand for Max and for ourselves too. Something else that we have started using is complement. So again, this is this is probably a plug for them. <laughs> we're going they're, above and beyond. They're going to be stoked about this because we're, sure. we're giving them a plug. But we love the team at Complement. So they say it's a complement, not a supplement. So again, it doesn't have a million things in it. It's like vegan essentials. So definitely check. Do we have a discount code even for that? Yeah. Use Eat Move Rest at Complement. Eat Move Rest 15, I eat, believe. Something but, like that. You can yeah, they're, that, but, they're amazing too. So those are yeah. options for people, whether you think you need a complete multi or just the vegan essentials. Like, yeah. Those are golden. Totally. Compliment and Garden of Life are amazing brands. I love those as well. Is there any other brands that you guys really love and believe in? Yeah, I would say we do use Sun Warrior. So Sun Warrior protein powder has been our favorite for years, all raw, all organic. And we use their, again, we use mm-hmm. their their supplements for workout pre and post-workout stuff, mostly protein powder, and then their omegas. We think their Mm -hmm. omegas are great. They don't have like a terrible aftertaste like some of them do. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be the only other one Mm -hmm. I recommend is Sun Warrior. We love that. And we do get lots of questions from people like, is a protein powder necessary? Whether it's, you know, someone who's maybe not highly active or athletic, or maybe it doesn't fit within their budget. And we're like, absolutely not. You know, it's just that we are highly active. Yeah. We enjoy the taste of it as well. That's my it thing. I'm like, good. I'm it's like, a little like extra calories. I'm like, I make smoothies all day long. <laughs> if I go for a run or if I'm lifting on a day and I'm like, I just need another smoothie. I need a few extra calories. It just tastes good. And it's, and it's like, less of like a vegan thing. Like I'm not insecure. Like I'm not getting enough protein or anything like that. It's yeah. like I was doing protein powder since high school athletics way back in the day. So it was more so just you know, a little boost in calories and flavor for your smoothies, totally. especially if you are hitting the gym and lifting weights and things like that. Sun Warrior has all the B, the BCAAs, those branch chain amino acids and, and other things too that, again, it's, it's not necessarily a vegan thing. It's like a fitness and training thing. So we love them for that, but obviously isn't necessary. Yeah, exactly. And they just taste delicious. So why not? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so what's one thing that people can do today toward a more plant-based lifestyle? I would say taking it back to the smoothie. I think you don't have to have like a top of the line blender. Even just the little mini Nutribullet is Mm. fantastic. Just, you know, throw some things in there that maybe, you know, are healthy, but you don't have that a palate for yet. And just add in some healthy fruits, maybe like we said, like some good tasting protein your gut flora will begin to change over time and therefore your taste buds will begin to change over time. You might just find that you'll start, you know, craving that kale salad or that spinach salad. And if not, at least you're getting that nutrition in in your smoothies in the morning. So Aaron always says add before you subtract. And Mm -hmm. I love that. And other people love that too. Because when we first went plant-based, we thought we had to go cold turkey. Like we said, it didn't work. So we started going one thing at a time. If you add the green smoothie in, before you quit your coffee, before you quit your burgers, all these other things, you, you start to squeeze, you know, push the bad out. Mm-hmm. And it's less of like, a, oh, I have to quit this. I have to quit that. It just you slowly end up on a more plant heavy diet. And it's just an obvious transition. When you feel better, you mm-hmm. want more. Yeah, absolutely. Where I studied nutrition, they called that crowding out the crowding out theory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would say that, yeah, either start by eliminating one animal product at a time or 
like once you've obviously added in all these fruits and veggies, then if you want to go into moving things out, either start with one meal a day, like breakfast being a really easy start, or just focus on eliminating one animal product at a time. Like which one's the easiest, you know, start there so you can feel that sense of accomplishment. Like, you know, I don't like cooking meat anyway. I don't like to sanitize and wipe everything (laughs) down and it grosses me out. That was me. So I was like, let's get rid of the meat first. (laughs) Yeah. Take it slow. Be nice to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's a really important piece is be nice and kind and compassionate to yourself and to others. So I love that you mentioned that. What is your definition of success and what do you attribute your success to? Oh, wow. I would say for me, success is consistency. It doesn't have to be a dollar sign S. It doesn't have to be something that happens in the future. For me, success is when I've done something enough times and stayed consistent to where I don't have to, like I said, beat myself up listening to people talk about training or business or whatever it is, it it's always building upon day after day after day after day. Like, right, you don't become a millionaire in in one well some some people do, right? If you're on this Bitcoin craze or whatever, like honestly though, success is built through consistency. You know, mm-hmm. you don't go to the gym once and achieve, you know, physical fitness for life. And so that's what I've learned becoming a father too. It's like some days are up, some days are down, but if you can stay consistent, like that becomes success. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was going to say like when you can marry your passion and your purpose together and then then share that with the world. Yeah. But for a lot of people, they may not be the case or maybe their passion is just like their hobby or their side hustle, or they're not necessarily sharing it with the world, but it brings them happiness. So since that's not necessarily everybody's reality, at least at this point in time, I think you can still be successful just by there's something this Olympic athlete said that stuck with both of us. And that was before every bite, they asked themselves, is this helping me or is this hindering me? And you can take that beyond the kale to everything, every life choice. Is this helping me or is this hindering me? So always choosing the next good choice. But when you do mess up that you don't throw in the towel, I think success is picking yourself up and getting back on and trying again, asking yourself again, getting more honest with yourself each and every time. Eventually you'll build momentum and, you know, the healthy choice becomes the easy choice in time. Totally. I love that. That's beautiful. What is bringing you the most joy in your life individually right now? Oh man. Well, I, it's going to seem obvious, but the kids. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I would say. I think Max, is, again, you love them both, but Max is now like talking, he's doing everything and he is so sweet and so cute. And it's like, we all sleep together in our big bed still, which people think is, some people think is crazy. And I just lay there and I hold him and it's, it's such a good feeling. And then he wakes up and he's got this crazy hair and this kitten <laughs> breath. And he's like, dad. And Aaron's always like, what did you dream about? Or what are you thinking about? And he has the sweetest things to say. And it's like, I didn't sleep a wink last night because I'm stressed about this and worried about that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because that first, those first few minutes every morning with mm-hmm. the kids in bed, is just like bliss. It's so precious. Yeah, even though it's it's very difficult at times. Right. I'm like, I've never, you know, woke up with a bigger smile on my face, you know, or gone to sleep with just a more happy heart than right. before having kids. Like it's super special. Yeah. And I think also just I've always kind of felt this way. I think 
what really brings me joy also is not knowing what the future holds, but yeah. being excited about that as opposed to anxious about that. Oh yeah. Being super excited. I don't know how we're going to get this book done, but I'm really <laughs> excited for it. Right. And I don't know how our big move to Florida is going to look, but like, yeah. I'm just excited in the not knowing because that always holds the potential for amazing things. <laughs> totally. Our faith is a big part of our life too. And so that's what sounds like what you're saying is like having faith. Mm -hmm. And so I used to be such a control freak. And now it's like, seeing everything that we've been able to accomplish with not just our, our hobbies, but our business and now children, my faith is stronger than ever. And like you just said, I don't know how we're going to do this, but I trust, I trust God. I trust the universe. I trust the people around me to support us in this and things come into fruition. And that's a very good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Trust is so important because we can get so stressed about the future. And it can really pull us out of the present moment. So just having faith, having trust and being in the present moment, that's where the magic happens. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> what is one thing that you are working on or would like to improve right now within yourself? Well, I look at Eat, Move, Rest, our brand, and I think I could really work on the rest component more. Totally. And not just like, you know, using my you know, meditation app to do 10 minutes of meditation and kind of clock in, clock out. But how do I just move throughout my day more effortlessly and gracefully mm -hmm. and be more present and not on my phone if I'm with the kids and things like that, just to be more mindful with where I'm going and what I'm doing next. And I think something that helps with doing that is between each activity, like have a little white space, like even yeah. if it's a minute to refocus and gear up for what's next, as opposed to just like scrambling like a right. hamster on the hamster wheel. So I need to get better at that. <laughs> I would agree. Working for yourself is, it's, it's both like a blessing and a curse, right? Because it's like, no joke, I was up at 4am, because I had so many things to do that I just I woke up and I'm like, okay, I just got to go down and get started on the computer. And so it's like, okay, this is crazy. But I, I seek to, to do the same things in that on our retreats this last month, we had no phones, we had no computers, we had no deadlines. We rose with the sun, we went to bed with the sun, and things were just so smooth. Mm -hmm. We did more yoga, we did more meditation, we had these deep conversations. We chewed our food like when we mm -hmm. ate it, like we took our time. That's what I need to get better at too. We ran into our friend Jackson, who's a YouTuber who moved from California down to Costa Rica. Yeah. We saw him there and we're like, small world. He was at the farmer's market selling right. like his own homemade like kombucha. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, did he change? Like he was so right. mellowed out. And then right. we soon realized it's just, that's how everybody is there. What right. is it about Costa Rica? How do we embody that here? Totally. That's what so. we're after. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it's such an important piece. The rest, the meditation, the mindfulness, it's so important because you can be eating really well and all the green smoothies and the rainbow salads and you can be exercising. But if you are scoffing your food down and if you are going from one thing to the next, it's not going to be supportive for your physical health and also your mental health. So I love that that is such a big component to your brand and to what you guys stand for. So what are some ways that we can implement more rest into our day besides taking a breath in between each activity and meditating? What are some other things that you guys do that really help you? 
I think that undivided time with family is yeah. huge. We can kind of put that into the rest category. Like I said, let's not have our devices. Let's not be in front of screens. And like the other day we were in this national park and I was like, I was like, let's all hold hands. Let's have a minute here. Right. And like, <laughs> these sacred moments. And I think just creating ceremony around things, which is another thing we've picked up on over the years hosting our retreats yeah. is, you know, making things special, having a moment where you say a prayer or offer up gratitude before your meal and not just doing it mindlessly, but thinking where that seed was planted and right. how long it took to cultivate and who cultivated it, who picked it, who yeah. shipped it, who put it on the shelf. And that whole life cycle going into your body and that's being rest. aware. That's, that's rest for us. Even in the busyness of life is that, that mindfulness, right? Because we were, we were talking today, like thinking back to our lives a few years ago of the nine to five job and then coming home and some of our friends and family members who have even more kids than us were like, wow, they come home and they go straight into dinner and then baths for the kids and then bedtime. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, some people may honestly not have even 20 minutes in the day for silence to themselves but you can be mindful in the activities that you're doing you can be thinking i've learned even with working out put my mind in the right place on the muscle or in a meditative state as opposed to like the work or whatever whatever is going on or like aaron said mindful eating thinking about that that process of the food journey that can be rest too, even when you don't have, you know, an hour for yoga or 10 minutes even for a meditation. So that we found that that can be rest for us, mm -hmm. even when the busyness of- We paradise. almost say like rest <laughs> is the rest. Everything that's not eat and move is the rest. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Figure out how to stay present and, and it'll, it can nourish your body and mind. Mm, I love that. And it's such an important piece to the holistic puzzle. Right, yeah. right. Let's pretend you each have a magic wand now and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. Besides your upcoming book, which I think should be in the curriculum, what is one book that you would choose? And it doesn't have to be on health. It could be on spirituality. It could be on entrepreneurship. It could be on relationships, anything. But what is one book that comes to mind? Okay, I know I think, mine. I think of a couple. You go first. Okay, so I just pulled it out of storage because I haven't read it for years, but I've read it multiple times. The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I was right because it's that. like it's all about, and everybody knows it, but it's all about manifestation and accomplishing your goals. Mm -hmm. It's not about numbers. It's not about college. It's not about entrepreneurship. It applies to everybody in your life, whether you just want to become a parent or you want to become a millionaire. It's an amazing story about how to create and own your dream life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I'm thinking there's one called the Book of Joy. So oh, yeah. there's the Dalai Lama and I think it's Archbishop Tutu. Desmond Tutu. Yeah. So basically he's, you know, Christian and a Buddhist. Sit basically having this like playful conversation about their differences and their similarities. They're from totally different walks of life. But the thing that I love is their humility and also their sense of humor around 
being different, their curiosity, their respect for each other, their reverence for their own practices. Yeah. And they're just a, their ability to put themselves in the other person's shoes. Right. So that rather than like that polarizing them and pushing them apart, their differences can bring them together. Yeah. And I just am so sad to see so much polarization, especially on social media these days with yeah. so many of the recent events in the past three years or so. And it breaks my heart because even in high school, you know, besides politics and religion, like I remember being left out or being bullied or picked on. And if we could all just learn to have that, you know, humility and that ability to see the other person's point of view, like, I feel like we would all grow up as better adults and we would come together rather than having to have two separate camps on every issue. Totally. Absolutely. And I'll link to those in the show notes, those books, because they sound amazing. Well, I've read The Alchemist, but I haven't read the other one. So I'm going to check that out. And so many of my guests have recommended The Alchemist. So yeah, it's a goodie. It's such a great book. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's talk about how your day looks now. I love hearing about people's routines and rituals. And I know no two days are ever the same, but can you talk me through a quote unquote typical day in your life, your routines, your rituals from what time you wake up to when you go to bed? Yeah. Well, I would say our days are pretty much the same. What differs is what time we wake up. Mm -hmm. So ideal would be the last month in Costa Rica. We got up every morning at like 6am with the sun, which was perfect. And then we usually just hang out with the family for a little bit and, you know, breastfeeding the kids, doing her whole thing. We always do oil pulling. So oil pulling is something we've done for many years. We could talk about that for for probably an hour. Go look it up. Oil pulling is is awesome. In fact, I left the dentist today and he's like, have you been bleaching your teeth? I'm like, (laughs) no, I've like never bleached my teeth. But I didn't tell him that I do oil pulling because he would it would have been a whole conversation. Anyway, we do oil pulling. We go into water. We drink plenty of water before anything. Mm -hmm. Big green smoothie. Um, the smoothie can change actually. We, yeah, we do talk been, a lot about a green smoothie, but uh, now that I think about it, we have, been, there's always greens in it. It's right. always, it's not always green in color. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we put blueberries and that makes it purple, but it's usually a similar green, mm-hmm. greenish smoothie and then workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Late morning workout. That's pretty much the morning. And then from there, usually we have that like noon hour where we are answering calls, whether it's like, you know, jumping on a call with a brand who we might align with and want to work with or a coaching client or recently lots of retreat phone calls interviewing people who want to come on a retreats next year. Yep. So, you know, jumping right into all of that and getting the kids fed for lunch. And then we kind of, you know, Dusty's usually busy editing YouTube videos. Yeah. I'm always editing our photo stuff, keeping up to date with emails and writing and blog, all that kind of stuff, social media. So that's mid, you know, midday and afternoon. And then usually it comes to a point where we've really found what works well for us to have quiet time for an hour or two is a nap drive. But now Max has kind of caught on, but we we put both kids in the car and there's no other way. It's not a very carbon friendly way. Like we apologize, (laughs) planet Earth. It's not a long drive. But the only way to get them both to sleep at the same time is to put them in the car. And they're out within minutes. Within minutes. Like sometimes we don't even leave the neighborhood. It's just like uh a few laps around the block. They're both out. 
we come home mm-hmm. and then we get a, a couple hours of peace. <laughs> and we don't really have anything set in stone that we do during that time. And it's kind of nice that way because sometimes we want to cook an early dinner. Yeah. Sometimes we just want to veg out and be lazy and be on our phones. Yeah. You know, it's whatever. And it's nice to have that time. And then in the evenings, we always eat together. Yeah. And usually wind, we've been winding down pretty early. And- Which has been nice. If we can get in bed mm-hmm. by like 1030, that's perfect. Because again, that eight hour mark leaves us around 630 or 7 a.m. to wake up and, and do it all over again. So And something that's been tough for me since becoming a mom of two has been, I used to have a more solid morning routine with regards to like meditating and yoga and stretching and stuff like that. So it's not so much right now, (laughs) but I'm giving myself grace and I'm still doing those morning workouts. Even if it's both kiddos in the, in our garage gym, they've got all their toys in there. So we make it happen. (laughs) Right. We've got a heater on the wall because again, we're, we're in the Midwest. It's still very cold here and yeah, we make the workouts happen, but we don't, they, they don't look like they did before before we had kids. They were much more glamorous before we had kids. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to pivot and shift and be flexible when you have kids. You know, this morning, I have a 16-year-old bonus son as well who spends lots of time with us. And so he's with us for a few weeks whilst we have the school holidays. And so when he's here, I get up and I do my morning routine and I do a little bit of work before Bambi wakes up. She wakes up at about seven. And so I do a little bit of work and I don't usually do that all the time. But when he's here, I want to get in a bit of work so that I can then later be super present with them and not have to be on my phone or anything like that. So especially when he's here and you know he's here for such a short time in the big scheme of things. So I just want to be super present with him and have fun, you know, and be playful with him. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah, we're learning that too, that mornings, we've always heard it. Every entrepreneurial book I've ever heard is like, own your mornings and get up earlier, get up earlier, get up earlier. So that's what we're, we're really leaning into, I think, for the future is for us to continue getting up before the kids, because those are perfect times for, again, work or Mm -hmm. play even. And not just your kids, you're up a lot of times before the rest of the world. So Not as many people are competing for your attention and your time and your phone isn't, you know, blowing up with texts and emails yet. So totally. it's a nice time to get ahead on some of your own stuff. <laughs> totally. Absolutely. Okay. I have three rapid fire questions for you guys. Now, are you ready? Yeah. Erin, yeah. <laughs> you can go first. What is one thing that we can do today for our health? Just one thing. I would say it starts with mindset. So there's a book called Mirror Work, which is another fantastic read. So you just have to really love yourself yeah. and you know start with a positive mindset and that's going to set the trajectory for the rest of your day and the way that you eat, move, and rest. Yeah. I'll say drink more water, <laughs> period. Drink more water. Perfect. Okay. What is one thing that we can do for more wealth in our life? So more abundance in all areas of our life. I think fake it till you make it. And again, going back to the mindset, you know, how are you looking at the things that, you know, like what's your relationship with money? Is it a limiting factor or is it, you know, a source to freedom and abundance, like you said? So, yeah, Yeah, I would say similar to that, go for it, like go all in. There's biblical evidence. There's evidence from the book, The Alchemist. You have to invest fully. If you believe in it, go all in. If you lose everything, you can always restart, have that confidence and go go all in. I love that. And the last one, what is one thing that we can do for more love in our life? 
Oh, I think the love languages book is really cool. Figure out your love language and your partners. I'm realizing that I neglected physical touch and like, I love it and I need it more than I thought I did. Even just, you know, at our retreats, you know, we do a lot more physical touch type of things. Even when you go to yoga and someone puts their hand on you and adjusts you and like helps you. And then you're like, that felt nice. And then, you know, we do this other thing called awaken the senses and a lot of physical touch. It's funny. (laughs) Makes a lot of people uncomfortable, but we always love that. Yeah. Someone comes up behind you and rubs your shoulders and you're like, wow, I can't remember the last time anyone did that for me. So I think physical touch is good. (laughs) I'll say, I'll say similar to Aaron said the mirror work and self-love learning to love yourself. Cause I, mm. I can't love Aaron if I'm, if I'm hating myself on a particular day. So it's like, look at yourself, love yourself, whether you have to change, whether you have to put on a hat, like whatever, do whatever you got to do to love yourself more and, and you'll be able to love others better. I love that. That's really beautiful. This conversation has been so beautiful and I have loved chatting with you guys. Is there anything else that you want to share? Any last parting words of wisdom or anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't spoken about yet? And I saw my chiropractor today and I felt like I was just unloading on him because I hadn't seen him in so long. We've been <laughs> gone. And so my what I'm feeling today and what I feel like saying now is, like I said before, just believe in yourself and invest fully in your dreams because our lives are so much different than they were just a few years ago because we believed that we could do what we are doing now. And without that belief and that go-getter mindset, we wouldn't. And so Mm -hmm. believe in yourself and go for it, (laughs) whatever it is. Yeah. I love that. That's so beautiful. And I want to thank you so much, guys, for not only coming on the show today, and for sharing all of your wisdom with us, but all the work that you guys do in the world, the app, the eBooks, the coaching, the retreats, the YouTube. I know how much time, energy, work, and love that you guys pour into these projects. You are helping so many people. You're inspiring so many people. I'm so excited for your book and you are serving so many people. So I want to know how I and the listeners can give back to you. How can we serve you guys today? Oh man, thank you. Number one, thanks for that. Yeah, thank you so much. It's much appreciated. Yeah. I think the coolest way is just get into our DMs or comment on YouTube. Like we want to get to know you guys. We reply to everybody and we're blessed to still be in that position because I know sometimes that changes at some point you reach a tipping point, but just connect with us however you can, you know, find us on our website and on our YouTube. Yeah. Find us, go to eatmoverest.com and follow us there. Subscribe to the YouTube and join the clan. Yeah. We will link to your incredible YouTube and all of your goodness in the show notes. I want to thank you guys so much for being here, for sharing, for taking the time away from your beautiful kids to do this. Thank you. And if you ever come to Australia, you must come over for a beautiful plant-based feast. Oh, yes, we definitely we plan will. on it. We yeah. would love to get back over there. So, Oh, someday soon, hopefully. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. What a beautiful couple, a beautiful conversation. And I truly hope that you feel inspired to eat better, to move more and to rest more often. 
And if you loved this conversation, please subscribe to the show and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts because that means that we can inspire and educate even more people together. And it also means that all of my episodes will pop up in your feed so that you don't have to go searching for a new episode. And please come and tell me on Instagram at Melissa Ambrosini what you got from this episode. I absolutely love connecting with you. I love hearing from you. And if you ever see me in person, you better get ready to give me a hug. And before I go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best, the healthiest and the happiest version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them. Do whatever you've got to do to get this in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.